Okay, guys, you have to check out our Instagram at Horsepower Podcast and see how our setup is because I feel like I should be dropping a rap album with this. We have the <laughs> headphones, we have the mic, we have everything. It's still so weird to hear ourselves on here. It's true. Yeah. So you guys do you check out our page and see what we're talking about because it is a little different. <laughs> a few of our setups. Yeah, we're portable, so we can actually, we've recorded one at my place, Steph H's place, and Steph W's place we're at right now. Kind of wherever we can make it work, we've yeah. been making it work. I think we're getting more comfortable on here, though. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think maybe our sounds getting a little bit better. Getting um, our stuff figured out. Yeah. So we are. We have a really cool guest coming on today. Uh, she just started her own business, Lady Entrepreneur, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she is breaking ground in the rehabilitation and conditioning part of our industry so we will tell you a little bit more about her but first let's kind of talk about what our week went like and a couple questions that we have for each other today yeah so christmas just wrapped up i'm still feeling the turkey coma right (laughs) it's not even that i actually drank so much alcohol but i feel like i have a christmas hangover just from like the food Mm -hmm. okay real question are you a dark meat person or a white meat person dark dark all the way dark meat all the way yeah yes. yeah so i feel like <laughs> white meat is so gross like it's so dry oh it is all you got to do is take a thing of dark meat and then you crush up raw garlic and put that on there and salt mm. kk what about uh cranberries no god oh, no man, i, I put cover that on the my turkey in the cranberries what especially if i have to eat white meat why yeah. would you put cranberries i on love turkey? it like people are like hey do you want to add some turkey to that cranberry sauce oh man, <laughs> no i can't i can't actually be bothered my favorite way to eat turkey is in a bun the next day with some mayo and mustard and pickles oh, oh. see i like it in the bun but with cranberry sauce and that yeah, is uh, yes <laughs> ew who wants to eat i that? like sweet things you guys see i am yeah i'm not i'm not that kind of my favorite <laughs> after meal of turkey is like a turkey noodle soup and like having oh, really? that and like i making, love that but yeah. but using the bones to make a broth oh, yeah so good mm-hmm. so i guess a spinoff from that i think we should all just kind of reevaluate or maybe evaluate what we're thinking but uh do you have any new year's resolutions there steph and nadine start Ooh. with uh steph w you go first <laughs> you guys i don't usually make <laughs> resolutions <laughs> new year's resolutions i like oh, like i make resolution okay no. fair enough that's good that's actually probably better <laughs> because i feel like half the new year's resolutions don't actually end up happen anyway, yes so. but you can come up with something steph w yeah i guess um well i okay Starting, how about, I'm going on a holiday in January, so starting after that, (laughs) I want to definitely start getting my horse in shape. I mean, she's still kind of in shape, but not like summer, like Mm -hmm. competition shape, you know? So I want to do that, ride regularly, um, and get myself in shape, because that makes a big difference. (laughs) It does, yeah. Yeah. What about Uh, you, Diener? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, if you hear me called Diener on the podcast, that's apparently my nickname from Fubar. So, <laughs> also one thing about nicknames: if anyone can think of nicknames for me, Steph W and Steph H, that would be very helpful. Yeah, because I feel like I have one, and they like we can call them both Steffy, but that applies to the both of them. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, for me, my New Year's resolution, let me think. I'm thinking about being a little bit more organized with my life. Mm. I feel like um, I either forget something all the time or forget something at someone's house all the time. It's either or. I can never remember anything. 
doing that and maybe um, also getting in shape and hopefully answering my phone at my friend's 6 a.m. workout calls. <laughs> yeah, okay. We will make a plan for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's that's basically what I'm hoping to do is just organization that and maybe, yeah, just kind of being a little more organized. Cool. What about you, Steph H? Same thing. I mean, it always <laughs> seems to come back to this whole health thing, but I'm convinced that, I mean, if I'm in good shape, it's only going to help my horse mm-hmm. be more competitive too. Um, I would uh, really like to get my own health in check and really kick off the new year, starting to get myself back in shape. More specifically, because I think you're supposed to always be able to measure a goal. I don't think you're ever going to be able to see my six pack, but I really want to focus <laughs> on core strength <laughs> um, and then health too. And I really liked how our guest today, you're going to hear her talk about the whole picture of health for the yes. horse being, mm-hmm. you know, not just like physical condition, but also what they eat and how they feel mentally. Yeah. So I think same with humans too. Uh, health is a bigger picture. It's, it's not just looking a certain way. It's actually being healthy. And mm-hmm. that looks different for different people. Like yeah. Eating, you know, some people are um, more sensitive to certain types of foods or their body does great eating one way versus another. So I really want to get that figured out with myself. I'm going to do some hormone testing and stuff and play mm-hmm. around with that at the beginning of the year. But I really want to dive into that. Yeah. yeah. Getting, That's getting good. healthy. You know what? I'm going to add to my my resolution as well. And I think a more positive and mental health focus, like mm-hmm. in a sense of barrel racing. Like I was so upset this whole summer, like crying at the horse trailer and all that jazz. So I want to stop that and just pick apart my runs in a more mm-hmm. positive way yes. and say like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I had a bad quirk there, but you know what? This and this and this went so well. Mm-hmm. Like sh- and I think just looking at things in a more positive way, because yeah. I'm a big believer in the more positive energy you put out, the more positive energy that comes back to you. Okay. I want to add one as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I've learned many times at the D Butterfield clinics about the mental health and all that or mm-hmm. whatever, um, is visualizing my runs yes because then yeah you have that just not even just visualizing but like practicing Mm -hmm. when you're not riding at all so then when you do go to do your run you can visualize it easily and you're focusing on a positive run instead of like oh I don't want to knock that barrel down yeah you know what I mean last time this happened here Mm -hmm. you only visualize that nice so I want to practice that like all winter yes doing it every day so to achieve these goals, what do you guys have planned conditioning-wise to get your horses in shape for this season? Well, for me, um, I just, I'm going to set a schedule each week for which horse I'm riding, which day, and kind of what I'm doing, like whether I'm doing endurance stuff mm-hmm. or if I want to do more like muscle, like weight work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and mostly outside riding. Yeah. Because. And you will have to have a schedule because you're trying <laughs> you to ride three. And yeah. have a million dogs at your house. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's a good plan, Steph. Mm-hmm. W? What about you, yeah. Nadine? Me. Um, I'm thinking that I'm going to do a lot of straight work. Um, I want to do a lot of long trotting and just keeping her going nice at a trot. Um, and then. Uh, bringing her, slowing her down, like with my half halts, kind of like, mm. well, I used to write English, all of us used to write English. Yeah. And I do believe like half halting is a great thing. And then she can slow down with my body and then get her really nice on her back end and yeah. a nice slow jog and then work up to like a nice extended trot. I actually have my English shadow. So I'll probably be doing some English nice. riding on her, getting her really to reach out from her back end and extend. Um, and then hopefully doing, um, 
I want to do some more square work with her instead of circles. Like, so we're going into our turns a little bit straighter. I find her hip kind of coming out a little bit. So just doing a lot of trotting, a lot of backing up too. I want to be finding some hills. That and back, booty. Yes, backing yeah. up some hills. And I remember taking her to the vet last time just because she does have a little problem with her SI. She said, do a lot of backing up mm-hmm. and a lot of trotting. Um, I don't have hills, but I do that in the ditch. You could easily Ooh, do that Ooh, that's in the a ditch good idea. And I like, I'll back up on an angle mm-hmm. on along the ditch and then switch it and go the other way. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've been I've been really working on yeah, just doing that, getting her soft. And what about you, Steph H? Um, well, I was planning to get my horse back in shape. Yeah, starting now, outside. But yeah, it's a little bit slick outside. So I think I am going to haul to um, a barn. It's about a twenty minute drive, but I can board there and ride there, and it is heated. So yeah, just start doing some drills in there. I also have a horse that has a little bit of issues with her SI, and um, same thing, a lot of backing up, and then also trot poles and. Just different That's so stuff. good. Mm-hmm. Even for sure, yeah. The place you're talking about <laughs> keeping your horse, mm-hmm. I kept mine there last year, and we did lots of jumping, and yeah, that was that's awesome. Cool. Jumping was so she loved it, and it was so fun just to set up a little course mm-hmm. and get them to really drive under themselves. Yeah, and just different stuff. Oh, you're yeah. doing some English training yes, right now, aren't you? I was yeah. gonna say I actually have my two year old that I'm taking weekly. Um, like when, not not during the Christmas season, but weekly I'm taking him over for dressage lessons and that's been really, really cool. It's, it's, it's just cool, like the foundation is similar, but mm-hmm. just different ways at coming at things yes. that are really neat. I love doing extended trots like that. Mm-hmm. I love feeling that power and feeling them free up just in like a trot. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, getting back to our guest is on this episode um we wanted to bring them to you guys because we think that everybody in this bar- not just barrel horse world but performance horse world is probably heard a coolie or maybe even know somebody that's taken a horse there or taken a horse there themselves and i don't know about you guys but i've heard so many good reviews and i've actually personally taken uh, my mare there um, last spring she spent about three three weeks on a program there um, I was lucky enough to be able to send her when we went on a holiday. And <laughs> oh came, yeah. Came so back lucky. To a nice, really in shape horse. And yeah, she came back feeling super strong. She placed at her first WRA rodeo right after I brought her back and she did really well. Some other runs too. So I am a true believer in Cooley mm-hmm. and I think some of our other podcasters have had uh, experience there too. Yeah. I've, I've brought Joe there a couple times and yeah, every time I bring her back, she feels ready to go. Like, just feels good, Refreshed. has lots of energy. Looks yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to bring my horse down there yet, um, but I'm after listening, or I guess being a part of this podcast, listening, <laughs> um, I want to send her there and myself there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to run on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even just, like, talking to them, I don't know, my mare can be a little bit, cranky sometimes but she said she's just an angel there and she loves the water treadmill so I think it's a good thing if she enjoys it when she can be kind of she must have a way (laughs) with the horses yeah yeah and talking about she will give you a little introduction to Katie Imler Katie Imler is the founder of Cooley Equine for the past nine years Katie has been studying equine sports therapy branching out into a few different specializations Her technical training gives her an edge to help your horse achieve the best possible flexibility and mobility to perform at the best of their ability. 
Cooley Equine is Western Canada's premier facility for equine conditioning, rehabilitation, and wellness. Their focus is providing custom programs to promote the longevity of your equine athlete, no matter the discipline. And without further ado, here's Cooley Equine. So do you guys stay, do you have your doors open through Christmas there at Cooley? Yes, we do stay open all through Christmas. Um, the only day that we are take a little break is Christmas Day, and my husband and I are fortunate enough to get to work together and um, kind of do all the chores and take care of the more high-maintenance ones and the ones that need a little extra care. Nice. So did you guys have a good Christmas? We had a great Christmas. So I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a seven-month-old, so the two-and-a-half year old um Braxton he's getting a lot more fun and um Christmas morning he got absolutely spoiled by his grandparents and aunts and uncles and he just he couldn't believe how many presents he got to open and that he just kept got to keep opening them so he's getting a lot more fun yeah Yeah. it's getting pretty fun is he already horse crazy he is yep he has his own pony and he comes out to the barn with me quite a bit um in the evenings or on the weekends um it's still like you know, a little high risk for him to be out here during the days, but yeah, for yeah. Sure. he comes if he has to, and like I said, he loves to come out and see his pony and see all the Aww. horses, and then um, my daughter, she's only seven months, but she already loves, like, coming out and looking and out watching all the horses and the animals and stuff, so. That's awesome. Yeah, so they you... don't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're born into that, hey? <laughs> yeah. So would you like to tell us, just to start things off, a little bit of how you originally got into horses in the first place? How did this all come to be? Yeah, so I grew up on a feedlot um, with my parents and two brothers. And I have always like loved animals, all of them. We had horses growing up mostly um, for doing ranch work and checking pens and stuff. And from there, we kind of evolved into when I was in grade nine, I was able to start high school rodeoing. And like I said, I have two brothers, so I started roping instead of barrel racing. But um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of continued on in that path for my high school and college careers. But um, I think I was always, I think I was kind of born with it because (laughs) I always loved being with the horses. Um, Equipment and machinery is not my thing. I can do it if I have to, but I just love taking care of all the animals, the cattle and the dogs and the horses. But just as I got older, my passion for horses got stronger and um, yeah, I just continued down a career path that would allow me to work with them. That's awesome. It is truly therapeutic. Hey, doing chores. I find that too in the morning you feed all the horses and the dogs. There's just something about it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. My yeah. favorite time in the barn is either early in the morning like when it's still quiet or at night. If I have to be out here, I love when it's just like quiet. You can hear everybody. Yeah. 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 Not busy yeah. and lots of commotion. <laughs> Um, so going back to Cooley Equine, so how long did you dream about this business before it actually became a reality? Well, when I was growing up, there wasn't really any places like this, so I can't say that I was like that 10-year-old kid who's like, I want to run a rehab place. Um, but as I got older, I knew that I wanted to do something 
um, in the host industry mm-hmm. and something where I was kind of able to be in, be my own boss, I guess. Um, and so as I got older, I went to college and there was one place operating um, that had an in-ground water treadmill and I went and saw it and I was like, yep, that's something that I want to do is have a place like that. So I started taking more um, schooling as far as like the equine sports therapy side goes and then it all kind of fell into place like I I hate to say like I put it out there and it all came back to me but I kind of did yeah that's that's cool so where did you take your schooling um so I did a couple years at old college and then I did um, a couple more years at the BC College of Equine Therapy um and then I've taken lots of extra curricular classes like um, touch for health, things like that. And then I've taken a lot of um, schooling in osteopathy as well. Hmm. Kind of all more on the biomechanics, like how the horses work, what the soft tissue is doing, the nervous system, um, you know, the internal systems, and how they all work together. When I was 20, I think, I broke my ankle and uh, I had to be in a cast for six weeks, but I had torn all the ligaments as well because mm-hmm. I twisted it when I broke it. And so once I got the cast off, the doctors kind of said, well, we can't really do anything for you, but I still couldn't use my ankle properly. So I had to go to a physiotherapist who was able to help break up some of the scar tissue um, and increase the mobility in my ankle through physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of an eye-opener for me to see that, yes, we need the medical field because I would have never been able to probably walk again yeah. had I had just had to leave my ankle the way that it was. Um, but then to see the other side of it, that once the very medical side is done, there is a whole other side that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so from there, that kind of, like I said, that opened my eyes to what else is out there. So that's kind of where I've geared my thinking to. Yeah. That's kind of cool that you have your own little personal story that kind of inspired you for this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you take some of your schooling and work on horses physically um, before getting into Cooley, or did you did you do it all with the vision of opening Cooley in mind? I kind of did it all with the vision of opening Cooley, yeah. um, and yeah, the near the end, I we had actually started Cooley while I was still taking some of my schooling, um, so I was able to kind of gear everything I was learning towards towards this. Okay. Uh, which is a bit of a different approach than what like a traditional massage therapist or someone would take. I did used to work on horses, like um, do sports therapy on horses. But right now, like I said, with having babies in the business, I just mm-hmm. it's really hard to schedule in time and appointments. So a lot of times if the horses are here, I will do something. But we also have people um, that are welcome to come in and work on your horses too. Oh, okay. So getting right into into Cooley, I know I think all of our listeners will be really excited to hear what you offer there, both in rehab and conditioning. I know I had my mare there for a few weeks last spring, and she came back feeling, I'm positive, the best she ever has. Um, so yeah, I'm just wondering if you want to give us an overview of what you guys offer there and maybe uh, conditioning versus rehab. For sure. Um, I'm glad your horse felt really good when she left. <laughs> but so yeah, we've kind of broken it up into three categories now. We started with just the conditioning and the rehab, and now we're moving um, 
into three categories of conditioning, rehab, and wellness. So all three are very important, um, and I'll kind of break them down a little bit. On January 2nd, um, there will be new packages up on our website to kind of make it easier for people to choose as well. Oh, yeah, I think I saw a post about that. Yeah, so it's gonna it's just gonna simplify everything. So, um, makes it a little easier to choose based on what your horse's needs are. So, for the conditioning stuff, um, we obviously have the water treadmill, which is my most favorite, probably my most favorite piece of equipment in the barn because we were able to do so much with it. Um, the water can fill all the way up to their bellies, but we can vary the water level height depending on what we're working on with the horses. It's all straight line work, which is again great. For horses in Canada in the winter time, because we all have to haul to Arita and just do circles. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know is not. It is you make the best of what you have, but it's not always ideal for the horses. Yeah. Um, it's so good for helping strengthen their core because when they're in there, they are able to work with a natural um, head height, so they're not inverting. They're not lifting their head up so high that they're hollowing out their backs and pushing out their tummies. Mm-hmm. So if we actually do that, you know, you can, it's super awkward to do. It's also very awkward for the horses and we don't want them working like that because then when you get them back to ride them, that's not our natural working position. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of what you want them to be doing. So with the water treadmill, um, like I said, water can fill up to their bellies, but they never have to invert. So okay. with the water level at different heights, it actually makes them lift their bellies and elevate their back so it helps to work um, back muscles core muscles and then each limb is having to work separately in the water as well so they're getting a more balanced approach so if they've had an injury or a sore spot or something you know um, I compare horses to humans a lot but when you think of us you know you might have a leg a limb that's weaker than another or you know if your right arm stronger you pull harder with your right which eventually causes compensations in the horse. Mm-hmm. The water treadmill is great because it helps to balance those out. Um, when they have to work equally in a straight line with no rider, no saddle, no tack, they're able to get their body strong everywhere, right? They're not dealing with our compensations. They're not dealing with their own compensations. Um, they kind of, yeah, they get a really well-rounded approach. And then with our water treadmill, we're also able to turn them around on there and back them up, which is super good for strengthening gluteal muscles, um, which support the low back, you know, support your SI joints when you have a strong back and SI. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of pressure off the stifles and the hawk as well. So that's um, super good for the horses too. Yeah. So I know there's like a long winded rant on the water. (laughs) (laughs) So I know there's like a million different cases with different injuries or different conditioning and stuff, but how long does it typically take to start seeing results from the water treadmill from both like conditioning or rehab standpoints? Um, Rehab can be a little bit quicker if you're working on increasing range of motion or breaking down scar tissue. But uh, for conditioning stuff, we try to say like two weeks. Um, ideally if you're looking to do like a conditioning package in the spring, if you can spring for three weeks, that's awesome. If you can do a little bit more, that's even better. Um, but like I said, kind of a minimum of two weeks to see some good changes in Mm -hmm. the body. I really like how you worded all that. Um, just because it makes it sound like the horse actually gets to be a horse and not like put into positions that we put them in. 
and they get fit and yeah. conditioned in like how they naturally move. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of best case scenario to put them in there because they're not putting a bunch of extra strain on their joints and, you know, they're strengthening with the resistance of the water. They're strengthening their muscles and the mm-hmm. muscles are what actually support the joints. You know, we all think, Oh, my horse's hocks are sore, stifles are sore. Um, but the joint you can't actually, yeah, you can fix it with an injection, but you can't actually go fix a stifle. You know, it's the same as humans. If your low back is sore, you need to strengthen your core. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to strengthen that soft tissue, those muscles, and it will actually help your low back. I know that's hard for us to go and do. And then all of us have things that I'm sure we could work on or go to the gym more, mm-hmm. something, but um, it's kind of the same with horses. You strengthen the soft tissue to make them you know, to take some of the pressure off of the joints and help them work properly. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And for those broken seasoned horses, I think any exercise that we can do off their backs is probably really beneficial yeah. to their mind as well. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, and I know I have a stronger and a weaker side. So when they're in the treadmill or whatever, they're getting even workout on both sides and it's not um, favored to the yeah. one yeah. that's doing better. Yeah. yeah. It goes easier <laughs> yeah. and quicker. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so then the next um, package, we do a lot of rehab, which kind of combines all of our equipment depending on the injury um, or what we're trying to rehab. There's, you know, we kind of see some literally everything. And uh, so we have the cold salt water spa, the infrared lights, the equiscope, the indoor exercisers, the echo vibe, and then um, rehab, like I said, depending on what stage it's at, we can use cold salt spa or water treadmill. Or sometimes we use both um, and start varying them on there. Um, and then we get into the wellness stuff. And this is kind of the side that we're creating newer packages for. But it's things that we've seen throughout the years of working at Cooley is that the horses, they love the break that they get when they come here for the water treadmill. Okay. It's such like a different, it's a different thing for them to do. And so it's so good for their minds that... Um, when you're focusing on all the pillars of health, when you talk about humans, you know, we need to focus on, yeah, the physical side, but the nutritional, the emotional, all that stuff. So when they're getting the break of coming and doing something different and like working the water, horses love water. Horses in the wild go run through the river and play in the lake, whatever, right? Like horses like water. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it is like a really good break for their minds. So now we're focusing on making packages for your horses for all year round. So if they've been competing really hard or being hauled really hard or, you know, in training, having packages designed for those horses so that when you think they need a break or feel like they've been working really hard and need a little bit of time off, we'll have some programs for that as well. So do you have kind of a consultation program um, when a horse first comes in to evaluate uh, which package is best for them? Or do you just kind of... Uh, go by what the owner says like not seeing the horse kind of both I mean we'll you know if somebody knows they want their horse to come here we can book them in and then when they come um, if they're not sure what they want that's where we can sit down with them and talk to them about what what their best options are for their horse at this time mm-hmm. um, and then yeah actually we're going to have a even a custom form uh, on our website so you'll be able to enter in and kind of what your horse needs what your horse has been doing and then we'll be able to design a program 
specifically for your horse. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, and then on that form as well, we'll have a budget section. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's not, for me, it's as much about helping the horses um, as anything. So I know everyone works in a different budget category for their horses. Um, so we'll be able to make a program within your budget as well. Sometimes people think, oh my gosh, it has to be so expensive to send your horse or something, but it doesn't have to be that expensive to give them give them a break and kind of treat them a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think really like, like that. From bringing my horses there, it seems very budget friendly for sure. Yeah, so we're always kind of willing to work within people's means as well um, as far as that stuff goes. So you told us about the water treadmill. I'm a little bit curious about what the difference is between that and the cold salt water spa. And then I would like to hear personally a little bit more about the ProScope too. For sure. So cold salt water spa is really, really cold water, chilled to three degrees Celsius, but it has a lot of salt in it. So it doesn't actually allow the water to freeze. Okay. So when they're standing in there, it actually feels like minus 15 on their legs. And you think, oh my gosh, that's so cold. But they're horses and they have thicker skin mm-hmm. than us. So um, they do stay in there for half an hour at a time. And that's kind of the max that they'll stay in there for. But it just reduces heat, pain, and inflammation in the limbs. Um, we use it a lot for wound healing, abscesses, tendon ligament injuries, hematomas. Um, kind of anything you can think of that would be painful or sore on a horse. And then we also have a pump system. So we're able to pump it up over the body. Um, the water goes above the hocks and the knees. Uh, it doesn't touch the belly, though, because if they stand in that cold water for too long, it would actually give them hypothermia. Oh, okay. But the pump system allows us to pump the water up like we've done withers, hips, neck injuries, um, upper shoulder injuries, stifle injuries, you know, all where we're able to pump the pump the water up over those injuries that is definitely good to know because I thought it was only their lower legs (laughs) yeah that's really cool. yeah yeah it goes like I said it goes up above the hawk and the knee but we've had some cases some very trying cases and so we've had to get a little bit creative Mm -hmm. and um, that's where I have to give my husband credit for the pump system but it's worked great on the horses that have needed it and that would be a really good like in between rodeos or shows, like it sounds amazing for rehab, but that would also be another one that's good for that quick break too, hey? Yes, it's super good um, for horses that are hauling lots and traveling because when they stand in there, like I said, it just gets rid of the heat, pain, and inflammation. And even though you might not be able to see it, when they're hauling and in trailers and vibrating all the time, Mm -hmm. they do get like little bits of inflammation in their joints and kind of get a little bit sore um from it that you like I said you might not notice but you'll be able to put them in the salt spa and take them in and they'll feel just a little bit more fresh for you yeah so um last time I had my mare there I think one of you had mentioned when they're in the salt water spa like it kind of the benefits continue for a few hours after that when they're being hauled. yeah so the salt spa has residual effects um for six hours okay so if they oh, yeah. stand in there, then yeah, it has residual effects for six hours. Because when they're in there, everything in their lower limbs vasoconstricts. So it pushes all the blood, um, lymph, and fluid up into the body. 
Yeah. Um, same, you know, if you get cold, that's what happens. You, your body, that's why your hands and feet get cold first, right? Because your body's sending blood to your internal structures. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when they come out, they get a rush of new good blood to the area. Yeah. It sounds like I need to send myself to Cooley. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you should start a human yeah. spa beside it so you drop your horse I off. I would love to. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I would love to stand in a salt spa as well. Yeah. Um, we have put people in the water treadmill. More for <laughs> fun than... Yeah. I would last two seconds. <laughs> they actually make human treadmills as well. And if I could put one in my house, I totally would because I think that would be the best way to work out yeah yeah totally true. well they say like swimming is one of the best yeah. workouts for sure and i do not like yeah, but- sweating so when you're in the water you don't notice <laughs> yeah i know yeah and with a water treadmill you only have to get your waist down wet yeah yeah then you don't have to get your hair wet your lashes wet yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly oh, and you boy. won't sweat so you just like can hop in and be ready to go back to work yeah yeah exactly so you, another popular thing, I think I've seen you guys just on your social media and stuff post like for horses to dry off and stuff. You have, is it infra, infrared lights? Yes. So we have the infrared solarium, which is also awesome. Um, I have a small infrared light pad for myself. So this is how, like I said, I like to try things out. Mm-hmm. But um, I love my little light pad because you can put it anywhere and it penetrates into the soft tissue, helps relax the tissue increases circulation so if you have tight sore muscles that are giving you like um you know a tension headache or if you've torn something pulled something uh inflammation in joints the infrared is really good for that so our infrared solarium horses are able to stand under it and um it's like i said it just increases circulation of the tissue and relaxes muscles so it's really cool because they'll put what parts of them they want under it they'll stand like show their you. thumbs oh, under it or their heads yeah <laughs> cool. or they'll put their left side or their right side um yeah we can just we just tie them under it mm-hmm. and then there's a timer on it so you usually get like a 15 minute session but sometimes if the timer goes off and if we're not right there they'll start like not kicking but just like hitting the boards behind it or hitting the wall behind it so that they can tell us to come turn it back on i'm not done (laughs) yeah and then you turn it back on and they are all of a sudden happy again oh my i could see joe kicking the boards oh joe would for sure be kicking the boards (laughs) oh boy ray would just have her ears come back (laughs) yeah i've heard i've heard lots about those lights like for like human therapy as Mm -hmm. well yeah yeah no like i said i have my own little one so i know what the horses are feeling and it's amazing that's awesome. I'm going to have to get one of those. Me too. <laughs> you just yeah. need to build a coolie up north here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I um, don't want to move any farther north. I think it gets colder. Yeah. It's pretty cold up here. <laughs> yeah. It's we're, not we're too bad f- today. Yeah. 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 Actually, today it's only minus five. But yeah, yeah, we're five hours north of Edmonton. So we're quite a ways north of you. Yeah. Yeah. That gets a little far for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Considering oh. I think the one hour drive to Calgary is a John. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. I know. It'd be so nice mm-hmm. to be close to everything down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I still want to hear about the Proscope. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um I'm gonna try and the equiscope is I, I guess I love all my equipment, but it is such a cool piece of equipment. Again, I've been hooked up to it 
so many times and I still <laughs> hook myself up to it. Like if you come out here when no one's here, you'll see me sitting beside the really? machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hook myself up because it helps. The biggest thing I notice with myself is um, reduction of inflammation. Hmm. So if you have something that's sore or even um, internally, you know, it'll help reduce, reduce inflammation. But um, basically the exoskeleton has the ability to decipher abnormal tissue response. And then because it has biofeedback, it's able to adjust the electrical output and then send corrective current back into the body, which normalizes and relaxes damaged tissue. Um, this allows the body to return to homeostasis and then the body's able to heal itself because of it. Mm. So it sounds kind of crazy. Um, and this is the part where I wholeheartedly believe in it. And there is a lot of science behind it. They won a Nobel Prize for the science behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it is very backed by science, but explaining it gets a little whimsy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the biggest things I've seen, like I said, reduction of inflammation, um, detoxification. Mm-hmm. So you can actually detox horses, which is something that we don't really again, we don't really think about, like, I'm not saying that, oh, I still put my horse on a, like, on a detox, you know, oh, it's after Christmas, I better go on a detox, (laughs) but, um, you can actually detox horses, so horses that have been on lots of medications, um, you know, been in rehab, things like that, if they haven't had consistent, um, or things like, you know, they have lots of toxins built up in their body, you can also detox them from that and flush them out of their system. So, like, something like that, like, how long would that take? Or does it depend on what they've been on or or what? Um, It depends a little bit on the horse. But um, I detox detox horses doing two treatments in one day. So, you kind of, you can face them out six hours. Yeah. um, Is what they say. You do one, wait six hours and do another one. Mm -hmm. But on, like, an older horse that's had a lot of medication and stuff like that, that's too much for them. Okay. And, and then learn that because they'll just go sleep. Do you do that daily or like just those two treatments? What we usually do is you'll do three treatments, um, three days in a row, like 24 hours apart, because okay. those are, that's kind of like your initial mm-hmm. um, session to get the body acclimated to the machine. And then after that, you can do like one a week or um, you can haul in for them. Okay. You know, we have lots of barrel racers haul in during the summer. Yeah. Um, the other nice or really cool thing about it is we work on different frequencies and different modes. So mode one is nervous tissue. Mode two is connective tissue. So bone, muscle, tendon, and ligaments. Okay. Um, but because we're hitting different frequencies and tissue responds to different frequencies, we're able to um, do different things to the horse based on what they're do- where they're headed. So we're working on horses like literally two hours out of running at the Calgary Stampede mm-hmm. or hours out of running uh, the Canadian finals um, to help reduce pain, uh, help with inflammation and almost give them energy. But when they're here and they're in a rehab program, we're doing more detox, stuff like helping get toxins out of their body and then working on breaking down scar tissue and helping the body heal. Mm-hmm. So we're able to do different things based on what your horse is doing. Okay. And yeah. and I was going to say, I've seen you haul that thing to CBHI and ABRA finals. So what's the protocol kind of for that, like, before and after runs? 
yeah so like i said like we haul it it's the only piece of mobile equipment we really have yeah but um yeah when we're doing it you know many people know um Jamie got one every single day before she won the canadian finals um during the calgary stampede we get to work with tons of those girls it's really it's a lot more popular in the states because the machines are pretty expensive and they're in U.S. dollars. So there's not many of them in Canada yet. Um, but the U.S. girls use them all the time. So when they come up here, um, we haul down there for them. So they don't have to haul their horses in and out of Calgary. Yeah. But we're, like I said, we're able to work on the frequency levels that increase energy and decrease pain. And the horses are literally running within a couple hours. Hmm. Wow. That's neat. Yeah. It's also one of my favorite things that it does is works on scar tissue um, and helps with healing. So obviously wounds are easy because you can see wounds heal, right? Yeah. You see them closing up every day. Soft tissue stuff you don't always see. Mm-hmm. But we've had horses with um, like adhesions and tendons that are healing and stuff. And using necroscope along with um, movement, once they're able to move more, is so cool. Um, it helps them, it will help break down the scar tissue and then your horse will be more, like more sound and, um, feel better. Yeah. That's... Is the equiscope and proscope the same thing? I think I was calling it proscope. They're the same thing. Really... Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, yeah. They're the same thing. They changed the name to equiscope. So we've just been okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Gotcha. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, when, when you have horses there, what does the typical day look like from, start to finish for a horse at Cooley? Yeah, so we feed first thing in the morning, feed and clean stalls and all that. Um, and then the horses all have an order and they all have a program made for them. So every horse that comes gets a lot of one-on-one time. All of our equipment is one horse at a time. Um, so horses come in, they get brushed and groomed, get their feet clean. And they go to the wash rack and they get their feet scrubbed out and get washed and cleaned. I'm a tail Nazi, so they usually get their tails washed and kept really nice. Um, and then they go into the equipment and someone's with them while they're in the equipment. Um, whether it be salt bar, treadmill, someone's hanging out with them and doing their program. And then they usually, when they're done, they get to go underneath the infrared light and hang out there for a bit. Um, and then depending on the weather, Sometimes they have to stay in and get blow dried off um, before they can go outside or um, yeah, they get to go to the walker. If they're doing a different piece of equipment, they'll go there and then they get to go hang out back outside or install if they need to install us. Wow. So you guys, you must have a lot of help there. Cause that sounds like a lot of work. If you have like, how many horses do you have at a time? Usually. It really varies um, how many we have and what they're doing. Yeah. Every horse, you know, like in the springtime, we do lots of conditioning, but through the fall and stuff, we do lots of rehab. Yeah. Um, it is a lot of work, and that's where I'm very lucky that I have some really good staff members. Um, most of them have all been with me for at least a year and a half, oh, yeah. um, some three and four years. So that, that helps a lot as well. Yeah. So speaking of, or talking about your staff, uh, can you give us an introduction of who's on your team? Uh, for sure. So if you ever call Cooley, um, you'll probably get Danny. 
she's in the front. She's been with me for three, over three years now. Um, and yeah, she's in charge of all things phone and booking and emails because that's my, that's my weakness and my nemesis. Um, I usually try to lose my phone and not find it literally if she's not here. The girls are like, Katie, I think the phone's ringing. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is it? And I go running. Um, yeah, Danny's at the front and then in the back, um, we have Amy, Logan, and Jesse. And they've been, like I said, they've all been with me for well over a year and a half. Amy's almost four years and stuff. So they do most of the work helping me with the horses. And then we have a couple other girls who are able to come in on weekends and help with stalls and things like that. So do you have any specific vets or farriers on staff as well, or, or is it kind of just whoever uh, the client wants to look at their horse? Or We don't have anyone on staff, um, but we do have vets here weekly. So um, we are able to book you a vet appointment with vets who understand everything about our equipment. Um, and we also have farriers here weekly, uh, such as we need heat work done. Um, I trust them to to do my horses, so trust them to do client horses. And um, then we're able to have, you know, massage therapists, chiropractors, basically whoever the, the client wants to come work on their horse, um, they are welcome to arrange that. You know, we try to accommodate everybody, but if somebody needs something specific, um, we can definitely arrange it for them. Lots of stuff going on there then. Yes, there's lots of stuff going on. It's never a dull moment. <laughs> um, on the facility, is there any um, like future goals for Cooley that you have or some new technology and equipment that you do one day aspire to have? Um, yes, there's always new things coming out, but I won't put anything out until I have tried it on myself or my horses <laughs> mm-hmm. and tried it on you know, sometimes people get a message from me saying, hey, I have this and I want to try it on your horse. Can I try it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can try stuff out and see, like I said, I won't introduce anything. There won't be anything introduced unless I know that it works and that it's going to benefit the horses. But um, I always have have new things on the go. I know we've been keeping our podcast a secret for a while, too. <laughs> So kind of talking about like maybe like more of a social media or like, yeah, that kind of sad point. I always see like you guys are very active doing giveaways and stuff. How did you create your branding and how do you maintain that and stay on top of that? Again, like I said, um, I'm really bad with the phone and I like all the front end stuff. Um, So it took me a really long time to even start working on this, but Basically, like our tagline is, we exist to extend the longevity and performance of the equine athlete. Um, so everything that we do is kind of geared towards extending horses' ability to perform. Um, you know, I my horses, when I fall in love with a horse, and it's exactly what I want, I want to have them for as long as I can. And I want them, you know, to be able to compete into their 20s if possible. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of what I stand for. And again, working on all pillars of health, you know, the physical side, yes, um, you know, the conditioning and rehab, but the wellness side, like the mental side, 
we don't think about it for horses, but it is a huge factor. Um, anyone who's competed knows that the mental side plays a huge role in their horses. That's why they'll try and turn too soon or t- try and stop before you're asking them to. They're anticipating things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all the mental side that the horses have too. So like I said, working on all pillars of health, nutritional, um, nutrition is something super interested in. I'm not going to get into it. It's something that's very important for our horses. Um, and yeah, just working from all standpoints and trying to just put good information out there for people who really want to take care of their horses. Yeah, I think you guys are doing a really great job with that. I've definitely noticed in the last while, like you guys are posting lots and you have mm-hmm. yeah. uh, giveaways, pictures of people's horses on there. I'm sure they love seeing that. Yeah. And some cool stories on there and kind of talking about the stories. Do you have one or two of your favorite uh, success stories? I do. I have a ton of like really <laughs> big success stories or like really good stories in my eyes. Um, but I think some of the biggest ones were probably from when we just started because um, it's kind of just like reinstilled my faith in what we're doing. And uh, one would be, his name was Papa, and he was a chuck wagon horse, chuck wagon race horse. And we get tons of chuck wagon horses throughout their season, which is awesome because I love them. They're all super sweet, nice boys um, that come and stay with us. But anyway, Papa had suffered an injury to his stifle. He had a big open stifle wound. And uh, we got to spend a couple months with him getting that healed up. Um and then we got it to a place where he was able to kind of be turned out and finish healing. And then Papa came back to us. Um, it was about eight months later. And in that cycle, everything had kind of, like I said, adhesed and scarred up. Um, and he, when he would trot, if he tried to trot away from you, he would throw his hips out so that he could drag his back leg. Hmm. Kind of thing, because he didn't want to bend that cycle. So we were able to start working him in the water treadmill because everything was healed. We just had to break up the scar tissue. And so we set the water level at a height that increases motion in the cycle. And we were able to break up all the scar tissue. And within a year of him injuring himself, he was racing at Calgary again. Wow. And they have That's to pass an awesome vet, story. They have to pass a vet check. Yeah. He was one of my favorites for sure. Um, and I love when we get to like the initial stuff, part of the rehab. And then they go home and heal for a little bit longer and then get to take them back Mm -hmm. and do more because there are times when, you know, obviously costs and things add up. So there are times when it's nice to see them go home for a little bit where the cost can be kept to a minimum and then come back when they really need it again. Yeah, for sure. I really like that story because there was so much about the Calgary Stampede this year with the chuck wagon horses and people who don't understand the sport saying bad things about it. Like I remember mm-hmm. there was a girl, yeah. she's from up here actually. And uh, her fiance uh, does chuck wagons and her post actually went viral because uh, this horse that they have just loves running checks so much that he'll like put himself in his harness. So I really, really yeah. like that story. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's true. They, the guys that race chuck wagons, that's their living. So they're not going to compromise their horse's health you know, just to win one race because they need mm-hmm. them to win every race. Yes. Um, and they're, like I said, they've all been great guys to work with and then their horses are super nice as well. Yeah, that's cool. 
Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you this. Would you be able to describe the feeling you had when you had your very first horse walk through the door of Cooley Equine? Um, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I do That's remember, good. yeah. Actually, it, it's super weird. My birthday is on March 8th. And the first horse that I ever put, first client horse I ever put in the water treadmill was on March 8th. And it'll be six years ago. Oh, so I still remember the horse. And um, I was my only employee at the time. Oh, wow. My husband worked in Calgary, but he would come home and help me um, when I needed help and stuff. But yeah, um, I even, yeah, I can't even describe it. It just <laughs> was so, I was in disbelief that, yeah. you know, if you set your mind to something, you really can do it. And that sounds so cliche, but <laughs> like I said, I truly believe that if you put it out there hard enough, it'll come back to you if you work for it. Yeah, I believe sure. that too. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the more good energy and the more goals that you set out, the more you're going to achieve for sure. Yeah. You believe it, yes. you can do it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to wrap up each podcast with something a little funny. So we just kind of wanted to know, uh, say you had like an embarrassing or funny story that happened either at a roping jackpot or at Cooley, just kind of something that we can all kind of have a little laugh about. <laughs> <laughs> so when I tell stories that I think are funny, they're not really funny. I do that too, like <laughs> we'll all laugh, the time. We'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah. good <laughs> no, thanks guys. Yeah. Um, the one of the most mortifying things that happened to me was when I was in grade nine at my second high school rodeo, I got bucked off one of our old ranch horses that has never bucked. And we to this day have no idea <laughs> why he did. And oh I don't think anyone else would ever remember it, but it is still ingrained in my head. And I probably need to do like some mental clearing. Work yeah. to get rid of it. Pro scope um, right, to the, right to the brain. There. Yeah. 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 That's my brain. <laughs> Clear that from my mind. Yeah. Um, and then, if you've been coming to Cooley throughout the years, you know we sometimes have random animals in our barn. Like we had a pig for a while. <laughs> hey, I have a pig a here <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, the pig was good because she was very clean. Um, but the goat, if you've ever been to Cooley, you know that I like to keep my floors pretty clean. Yeah. Um, like constantly sweeping. We even have like a sweeper, big sweeper machine. And this goat, every time someone would walk in, he would like stand right in front of the door like where they come in and he would poop every <laughs> single time and I finally he hopped in from the trailer and I closed the door before they could get him out oh my <laughs> and he's no longer he's no longer with me he's <laughs> old, but he's not here they thought, they thought he was cute enough <laughs> that's so yeah funny. they thought he was really cute and I was like oh thank god that's hilarious <laughs> there's a no return policy on this yeah i've been bugging my yeah. boyfriend for a goat he kind of has the same thing he's like they poop everywhere and they'll hop on everything and i'm just like but they're so cute yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no one. they chew everything like all your cords and oh. yeah they he was a very special goat <laughs> oh, i love that that's funny yeah cool well thank you very much for chatting with us today yes and hope you have a great Anytime. new year. No, I love it. It was a great, great podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Wow, you guys, I learned so much in that podcast. What about you? 
Same. I really wanted to learn more about that proscope mm-hmm. and she definitely explained it really well. And yeah. of course now I feel like I need to go do that. <laughs> she has a awesome facility and I really, really want to visit. Yeah. It. And you can tell she definitely has, um, the wellness of the horses in mind when she's yeah, doing this. That's top priority for her. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool how she relates our body to their body. I like Yeah, that. I agree. Yeah. I like you guys already went there and I I definitely want to go there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We can bring our all of our horses there together one day. Yeah. We'll make <laughs> a little road trailer trip. up. Yeah. Yes. For sure. And so I don't think it actually came out on the podcast recorded conversation, but Katie actually told us that her and one of her friends they started a podcast as well, and it's called Equine Body Talks. And uh, they dive a little bit deeper into the actual health and fitness of mm-hmm. horses, from what I understood. Yeah, I think she said that they're going to be bringing vets on there yeah. and uh, different people in like the medical aspect of horses. And I think we should all definitely give mm-hmm. that a listen. I can't wait to hear more from her. Yeah, uh, You can actually find them on Instagram at uh, Equine Body Talks. Yeah, and uh, we actually didn't get a chance to ask her what Cooley's Instagram and Facebook was, but it's at Cooley.Equine um, for that one on Instagram, and then Equine on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she's always doing giveaways and awesome yeah, they're really things. active on there. Which they is are. Awesome. And you get to see updates of your horse and yes. whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> and she has some pretty cool horses running through there, that's for sure. Yes, CFR, Calgary Stampede horses, and mm-hmm. they work on some Even of the best I know ones. they have like um, therapeutic horses that they, that people bring there as well, which is I pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. Honestly, my dream is to have like a therapeutic riding facility yeah. at my house. Like I have a little cousin that has a disability, and I brought him into a horse show on like a lunge line class or a mm-hmm. lead line class, and he was so young, and he still talks about that. To That's this day. awesome. Yeah. And I know like Cooley every year they do a like a giveaway. You nominate people who've had a tough year or horses who've had a tough year. And I'm pretty sure last year um, the one that won that was a therapeutic riding horse, Aww. which is pretty cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. What a great lady. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to our second podcast with Horse Poor Pod. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Horse Poor Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Horse Poor Podcast. Like our page, um, subscribe, rate us, give us a rating five stars. Yeah, we can't wait to get to know you guys a little bit more by interacting with us. Make sure to always get rich or ride trying. (laughs) 